I mean, it's funny, right before we did this, I was feeling a little insulted as a player, thinking, well, I don't know, I think Jesse's being a little rude, saying that we can't do this without her. And then the skill challenge proves that she's absolutely right. Nope, nope, nope. Don't like that. We're gonna try to run away. <laughs> You guys remember how bored you were at uh, the uh, Porta Magnum address affairs? No, I was really into all those. Yeah, well, I know, but the rest of you guys. Oh gosh, so I, I take a knee. And let's face it, throughout the entire course of this podcast, you guys have all been about doing really stupid ideas, so. Chapter 170, The Demon Queen of Spiders. Okay. So, in the last episode, you guys got to enjoy the uh, tender menstruations of the drow, didn't you? Yeah. Not so tender, not so menstruations. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the uh, a bunch of uh, behind-the-scenes things happened. Uh, so uh, congratulations, uh, Adri. Your uh, wedding day has been uh, nailed down now. So a week from now, uh, we, you'll, you'll be getting married to Varus. Everyone's just so happy for you. Aren't we happy? Yay. Yeah, you can just hear the cheer, enthusiasm. Cheer, 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 mm. um, And actually, that's a very um, auspicious day uh, for you as well there, Kaval, because... Uh, uh, you have to be back up in the mountains within a week to answer the challenge of the Red Dragons. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm feeling highly suspicious about the timing of all this. Yeah, so no pressure there, right? Um, and uh, not at all. And uh, you guys had arrived here um, and found out that the uh, phylactery that you've been looking for apparently is now being um, held as a prize. Um, and, uh, whoever, whichever family has that, um, ends up, uh, you know, they view that as being the favorite of Lolf. And, uh, so they get to be the high priestess and, uh, it, uh, currently is in the 13th household and you guys have been a- invited to a dress ball there to- uh, tonight and, uh, Varus, uh, your betrothed there, Adri, um, is uh, wanting to get his hands on that box because obviously whoever uh, controls that box controls who gets to be the high priestess next so he can get a pretty penny in exchange for it. And so he has arranged for your party to go along as your entourage. And um, then hopefully, with a little luck, you can all slip away and go and try to find the altar of Lolf there in the 13th household where undoubtedly the box will be located and somehow slip in and somehow slip out. Unfortunately, there's a lot of somehows in this thing. And, uh, then you guys will be uh, able to make away with that. But, uh, in the meanwhile, Adri, your, uh, younger sister has, uh, some different plans with you. Once you guys have your hands on the box, don't you? We're going to try to run away. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, so, um, and also find my brother because that's important too. 
Yeah. So, yeah, your brother disappeared on a raid against the Illithids. And uh, so uh, apparently nothing has been done to go find him. So your sister wanted you to, uh, on the way out, to uh, see if you can locate him and, and bring him to safety. Maybe get a new party member. Who knows? Yeah. Anyway, so, um, yeah, nothing, nothing bad can happen with all that, right? I'm pretty confident, mostly. Yeah. And then yesterday you got to do some other drowish things uh, there. Adri, what else did you get to do? Costumes and gladiatorial combat, because that pretty much sums up the drill. Yep. <laughs> pretty much just uh, status uh, and uh, and violence, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, nothing like a good uh, good bloodletting to, to take the edge off there, right? Okay. And um, one other thing happened um, in the night uh, while you guys were, uh, or excuse me, in the afternoon while you guys were waiting. You guys are, as we said, stuck in your cell. And you heard the guards go stomping down the hallway to a, must be another uh, slave's cell. And they, you can hear the guards physically dragging the slave out of there. And as the, and this one of the humans, and um, as the, they're being dragged by, you can just hear the, the uh, human, uh, it's a male, pleading, pleading with the guards not to go. And um, who here speaks Elvish? I do. I do. I do as well. Okay, so yeah, Adri, you're, you're upstairs when this is happening, unfortunately, but... Uh, Never mind. So the two half-elves... Um, you hear, um, you know, and obviously the Jawish dialect, you you kind of miss some of the words, but what you do get out of it is you should be honored to be a sacrifice to her darkness. And uh, he pretty much just kind of screams all the way out the door and the door slams and it all goes quiet again. Nope, nope, nope. Don't like that. Is there any spell you can cast to like charm or anything, this guard? Do we have our stuff yet, or you do not have your stuff yet? You're still locked in your in your uh, in your cell there. Call the guard over, then go to sleep. I mean, you'll do something to him. Yeah, I don't have anything with charm or because my scroll of fear is in my backpack. Okay, and speaking of that, where does Smedric go there, Adri? Hanging out with me. Um, I'm assuming. For the party, I am wearing several layers of fabric, so I'm sure you can tuck away in there somewhere. Yeah, well, you, you obviously have your ornate gown on, um, and it actually has some big poofy sleeves. Um, and you, you were wise enough to choose one that actually covers the fact that you've got your monkish robes underneath it. Um, at least the pants You can chill in the sleeve. Yep. And uh, then the appointed time comes. And, you know, you guys are led out of your cell and there's a bunch of the different uh, household there and they have your combat gear so you guys all get your um armor and your weapons um for the casters you uh get your holy symbols and your material components and, How about ion stones and i will um yeah you get the, all those back because obviously you're the entourage so you want to be as impressive as possible oh shoot i probably should have said this to my sister but i also need her to grab my stuff i think she might have caught that that's part of what she should grab <laughs> uh, well certainly she's going to grab that stuff but um 
I don't have any of my stuff then, even yeah. if they get theirs. And and you you would get uh, they you know they would get you your your uh, your Ion Stone. Uh, certainly, you would not go into a dress ball carrying a bow. Um, and in fact, actually, I mean, none of you guys would would have any ranged weapons. Uh, but certainly, your sidearms would be uh, appropriate, and your armor. What about like three? And my claws. Um, yeah, you'd have whatever sidearms you want to carry there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, and um, and it's been a night. Uh, this is this. Well, no, you've had you've had you had an evening already, but you know you, this is the same day here, and uh, you guys are taking off for the event, and um, the uh, family Adri actually has a carriage uh, being pulled by two rather large lizards, um, and but the rest of you for the uh, for the uh, non-drow, you guys are lumped into a wagon behind, so. Um, and it's uh, actually being uh, moved by a, a, a uh, oxen. Um, and um, more, more importantly, Kravali, you actually get your uh, owl eyes back. So you have your dark vision back again. So now you can appreciate Kaharst in all of its glory. I forgot about that. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. And you are off to the dress ball. And it's like I said, it's kind of like going to the Oscars. You know, the, the, the carriages arrive and um, the uh, footmen help the people out of the carriages. And uh, so, Adri, you're there with um, your, obviously, mother and father. And um, you're also there with Varus as, as your escort. And your um, older sister is also in attendance with her husband. And this is the first time you've actually seen him. And he is actually a uh, quite a uh, a uh, fantastic looking young uh, drow, um, and actually um, for the rest of you, as you're looking at all of the uh, all of the couples arriving here, you really do get the feeling that male drow are just arm candy. Um, it's you know it's a, a fashion accessory for the the females that walks and talks. So there's kind of another parallel there with uh, Porta Magnum there, Cotter. Exciting. Yeah. And you guys are all led inside. The rest of you obviously have to pile out of your uh, wagon when you get there and form up behind Adri as obviously her entourage. And um, do you guys remember how bored you were at uh, the uh, Porta Magnum address affairs? No, I was really into all those. Yeah, well, I know. But the rest of you guys. Now imagine one of those where you can't understand what the people are saying. So it's it's uh, kind of even worse. Um, it is quite the grand affair, and um, they have uh, a very large ballroom here at this uh, at this um, household, and there is once again the wonderful elvish food is everywhere. Um, obviously, this time loaded with lots of meat. So uh, Kraval, you should be happy about that. Um, but then there's dancing and music. Um, I, it's quite obvious who the high priestess is because everybody is getting deference to one couple. And there's one gal whose um, attire is even more fancy and more spidery than everybody else's. And uh, it goes on and on for several hours. And uh, those of you that speak Elvish um, that aren't Adri uh, in, in the entourage, roll for me a perception check. 25. So clearly Cotter has his ears 13. open. 
Um, not so much for, uh, for, uh, Arlen, but, uh, um, you, uh, Arlen, you do catch a, a little bit of Elvish as, as people are passing by. Um, and, uh, basically what it amounts to is they're saying, it's like, well, I know she's returned from the surface, but I don't know why she should command a force from the surface when she could be commanding drow. I mean, even look at them. Certainly they're fearsome, but they're barbarians. And that's about uh, all you hear before they're gone. One of us are. Yes. Um, but the more interesting one is the one that you get, Cotter. Um, just sort of the way the uh, the uh, conversation flows, you just overhear someone from a fair distance away. You know, the, the music drops at just the right time. And and uh, they, they basically says, I don't know why she should be one to marry Varys. Um, you know, I understand her prospects aren't that good being only half-blooded, but still, I can't abide uppity men. And uh, so it's kind of an interesting thing that you hear there. Okay, so you guys are there for several hours of, you know, and for the entourage, you're basically standing around. Um, Adri, um, you're expected to join in with the festivities. So there's a m bunch of dancing sets and uh, Varus, uh, you know, requests that we you go out and, and uh, do a, a turn on the dance floor. And you guys are all kind of amazed that Adri's actually a pretty darn good dancer. Uh, apparently the, she was taught that when uh, growing up as a, a younger girl and uh, but yeah she's very well I guess the the fact that she's graceful and elegant isn't at all surprising considering that you know she's capable of all the monkish feats but uh, but yeah you're kind of impressed with her uh, her ability on the dance floor and so finally you guys uh, you know the the night is beginning to wear on a little bit and uh, Varus returns with Adri and uh, he, uh, you know, kind of under his breath says, well, I think if you're doing something, now would be an excellent time to do it. Because apparently everybody's kind of focused on what's happening with the, uh, the high priestess and, and uh, what she and, and her consort are doing. And you'll stay here and cover for us, yes? Well, of course. Uh, someone will have to come up with a good story as to why you're not here. Um, I'm sure you were just going and showing off your entourage to folks out in the courtyard. And he kind of winks at you. So then I'll gather up the homies and we'll go find my sister. Okay, very good. So uh, first things first, you're going to have to stealthily slip away. So um, we're going to need... So a... I will cast... Pass without a trace. Very good. Um, you all get plus 10 to your stealth rolls. Okay. And uh, everybody give for me a stealth roll as you try to pick the right time to kind of sneak into the back door of the uh, the uh, place here. And so, Cotter, what did you get? 30. Very good. And Arlen? 22. Okay. Very good. And Creval? 31. Adri? 21. I'm blaming it on the dress. Yep. And 31 for me. Very good. Um, so yeah, the only person that has any difficulty sneaking out is the sneaky one. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like she said, she's overburdened with her ball gown. There's probably a window involved. Mm -hmm. And uh, so you guys uh, find a just the, the correct moment to, to kind of sidle over and uh, take out of one of the shadowy recesses and you guys find yourself in 
uh, the deserted corridors of the 13th household. Um, and uh, Adria, I'm assuming you're going to take that moment to shrug out of your dress at that point. Yeah. I. Uh, where was the statue? I assumed that it was out. It's, it's out in, in front of the household itself. Were we not so we're it? using the corridors to get there? Well, you need to find the uh, phylactery. And once you're successful in getting out of the household, then you can meet your uh, your uh, sister to regain oh, the rest sorry. of your Oh, sorry. My understanding and, was that we were going to to my sister first. Never mind. I am... Adri is more aware of the plan than Jesse. Excellent. Good, yeah. So, yeah, your your sister will be waiting for you outside once the you've re- recovered the phylactery and, and taken off. So about the only... And we'll uh, use seeming once we have the phylactery. Mm-hmm. Yes. Definitely. Okay, so actually, Bryce, could you set up a skills challenge for us? How many in each direction? I did not see that coming at all. It's been a while since we've done one of these. So, yeah, it's an eight um, eight by five. Um, So you guys have to ratchet up eight successes before you can uh, find five failures. Okay, and very good. As the standard rules apply for the uh, for the skills challenge, um, you if you use a skill or something that has expendable, such as an expendable item or a uh, a uh, spell, then you know by the time we're done, that spell slot or that item will be depleted, and um, then you guys need to come up with any sort of an item or any sort of a skill that you can use to uh, get yourself from here to the phylactery and hopefully without doing anything wrong. Okay, now obviously this one will be a difficult one because you're sneaking around the 13th household. So there we are. Okay, so let's get initiative rolls. Cotter? Five. Really? Uh, I stopped rolling 19s. I guess, I guess so. Arlen? 11. And Creval? 21. And Adri? 15. And then no one. 15. Okay. Which one of the two? But no one goes before me because his dex is higher. Sounds good. Okay. And and remember, Adri, you do not have your bow with you. You were probably able to sneak in with one of the other guys, the very sidearms they could give you, but... uh, the bow would be a little obvious. And same with the rest of you. None of, none of you have any ranged weapons. Does she have her sword at least? Yeah. I one have of you guys, a hand axe. Yeah. And one of you could easily have had that on your on your person and given it to her once she shrugged out of her ball gown. Oh, yeah. Then we'll just assume that Krabal hands her that vampiric blade of hers. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Just for this challenge, what's is this just a corridor or are we just using like you have to get. You from, mentioned items and stuff, so you, yeah, I don't, you have, I have to pick. get from here to the phylactery, um, and so you, you need to use your various skills to get from here to there. Um, obviously, the one of the first things you're going to have to do is a survival roll to figure out how where to go. But uh, after that, it's all up to you. So, uh, top of the top of the round is Creval, and Creval, what are you going to do? I'll make the survival rules, I guess, that we were just mentioning, so that yep. we can... Uh, Get yourself oriented? Everybody. Yeah. 23. Total. Okay, good. So that is a success. 
and um you got you get yourself oriented and you uh, said okay well you know this must be the the uh, back of the the household and this is where the altar is likely to be let's go that direction okay and next up is no one well i guess my best thing is to orient in that right way and try to sneak sneak past so you're going to use stealth Correct. And do we still have pass yeah, without a trace? Yeah, it works for up to Pass an without hour, trace yeah. is working, yeah. And, and as always, you can't use the uh, skills that people have used be, uh, immediately before you. Okay, so that's a 30. Okay, good. So that is another success. No problem there. And Adri, you get to go. Well, thanks, Noan, for using stealth, which is my primary skill. And that's why we roll initiative. I suppose i can maybe try using some acrobatics to scout ahead does that count um how would you use acrobatics to scout ahead i i guess i'm thinking like climbing up a wall and doing some tumbling past guards to make sure the area is clear first uh, more likely you'd be using like perception or investigation to see if the way is clear could you use one of those i mean i could but it's not as great of a number yeah sure we'll use <laughs> perception okay 12. Oh, okay. That's a failure. Um, no, that's fine. Yep. And so um, basically... What, so how that. would this look like if I did something... Like if I cast... Not not on this turn, obviously, because I already rolled. But um, what happened... Because it's not a roll, but I wanted to cast silence on myself and then have kind of my, my party be within that little bubble. So um, that would be like an how, arcana, how would that arcana roll to, to cast a spell. Would be a, there isn't a role to cast silence. Yeah, but it would be Arcana to see if you were successful. You know. I see. Okay. Okay. So uh, no, um, Adri uh, goes scouting ahead and um, totally misses like one uh, lowly servant who's coming around the corner and waves you guys forward. And as you guys are are sneaking down the hall, um, you guys notice uh, you know over there is a drow and. He, you know, drops what he's carrying and disappears and back the way he came. Um, and apparently uh, the alarm is up. So now there's a little bit of urgency to this. Okay. And Arlen. Well, I was going to use persuasion to try and stop the guy from going. But since you already said he's gone, I'm not going to do that anymore? Question mark. Sounds good. Would that still be a possibility? Uh, no, you really, there's no, no one there to persuade. So you'll have to choose something else. All right. Then I would like to use Arcana to make sure that we are still going on the right track and kind of try and like sense the uh, phylactery. Okay, yeah, yeah, you could use Arcana to see if you can sense where the the phylactery would be, since you guys are familiar with it. I got a ten. Okay, no, another failure. So um, Arlen um, says, you know, kind of you know, cast out while you're running down the hallway trying to. Uh, clear away from the uh, where the you were spotted and says oh I, I feel the the um, the phylactery it has to be right over here and you basically bust open a door and there's a whole group of guards there and so it's like nope and you take off the other direction and now we're in a scooby-doo chase okay and cotter okay so um if i cast a so i'm thinking of using the locate object spell Mm -hmm. could i use that to like gain advantage on survival or something like that uh well basically crap. this would just be an arcana check 
because you're casting a spell or a religion check since um well i want to use the spell to enhance one of my other abilities well that do you have that spell as a spell that you have yep okay um right there it's been like that yeah so you you either have to use arcana or religion to cast that to locate it is to uh, to use the skill okay Mm. that's less useful than if we were outside of a skills challenge i guess um then I would like to use perception to try to figure out where guards are coming towards us in the first place okay. and dodge them. That's a good one. Oh, that's not good. Um, yes. That's a nine. No. So um, you guys are now, like I said, Scooby-Doo chasing away from the uh, guards that are coming down the hall. And um, you... Uh, are coming up at an intersection and, and Cotter basically says, I hear guards this direction. Let's go this direction. And you guys turn around the corner and there's guards coming that direction. And it was just a reflection of the noise. And he was like, and once again, it's like, you know, screech, 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 you know, come to a fall a stop and then go running the other direction. And now the guards are even closer. So this isn't going real well. What is it with this party and skills challenges? So two failures to, uh, to lose and still five to win or six? Six. Six to win. Okay. <sighs> well, Kraval, can you uh, redeem I mean, we didn't make the skills challenge. <laughs> well, you're not making it's it so It's so difficult. I mean, it's funny. Right before we did this, I was feeling a little insulted as a player, thinking, well, I don't know. I think Jesse's being a little rude, saying that we can't do this without her. And then the skills challenge proves that she's absolutely right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it also proves that we can't do it with her, but that's neither here nor what, there. Okay. What skill did you just use, Bryce? I used perception. perception. Oh, man, that was my next one. Uh, then I will just use athletics to try to outrun the Scooby chasers. Okay. Get, put the head down and go. That's a 16. 16 does not do it um what wow okay okay um, now i'm going with Jessica. i'm sorry difficult on this one hey they're fast guards um yeah well i told you this was going to be a difficult one because you're in the in the middle of a uh, drow fortress so it's not exactly easy to to move around okay so no one could you uh could you redeem us here we're just one away from so failure. what i want to do if there's guards i will use my acrobatics and vault over them Okay, so you, you're going to use your acrobatics to try to wiggle free if they get too close. Sounds yeah. good. Ten. Oh, oh, my God. <laughs> I rolled a one. Okay, now, guys, I made this a hard skill challenge, but this is not my fault. <laughs> uh, when you don't roll, uh, you know, in, into the teens, this is... Uh, okay, good. Okay, so... Um, you guys are run running away and um basically you know that scene in in wizard of oz where the um dorothy and and the in the party are running away from from the uh, flying monkeys and the guards and they go down one corridor and the guards are there and they go down another corridor and the guards are there and now they're coming from both sides at once uh, that's where you guys find yourself and you guys are basically penned in on both sides and you're backed up against this door, and then all of a sudden, the thunk, the door opens, and you guys go tumbling inside. And then the doors close without, you know, anyone there to even close them, and everything goes quiet. 
you're just in a quiet room. You can't even hear the guards outside. And you all become aware of a presence behind you in the room. You can actually feel that there's an entity there. I turn around. And you guys have somehow or other ended up at the Chapel of Lolf. Um, obviously, there's an altar, and sitting above it is a golden effigy of a spider that's probably about six feet across, but it has a woman's face. And sitting on the altar itself is the phylactery. But sitting in front of the altar on a gilded chair is a drow woman. And she is perhaps the most beautiful thing that any of you have seen. Her white hair flows down across her shoulders and down to her waist. She's um, even in slightly skimpier garments than the standard um, drow women wear. You know, her, her skirt is actually slit up one side so her legs show. And um, she is just adorned everywhere with golden spider ornaments, her earrings, her necklace, um, armbands, so forth. And she is just sitting there at her leisure. And you just the... Uh, power that emanates from her you can feel it from across the room and she says and what have we here oh my agents i was hoping you would arrive of course and and she looks at you adrian says approach my daughter and bring your friends with you can I roll an insight or something to see if I can figure what's going on here? Actually, roll for me a religion check. Great, something I didn't study. And as is how our party's doing today, I got a four. <laughs> You're a little puzzled by all this. Um, everybody else can roll for me a religion check. 21. 17. 14. I got one. Um, and it's actually kind of uh, appropriate, um, Noan, that you got the high roll there because you get the distinct impression that this is an extra planar being. Uh, do I have a sense of what kind? You think you're in the presence of the Queen of Spiders. Oh, gosh. So I, I take a knee. And I, and I gesture to the rest to do the same. And what do the rest do? Be very uncomfortable. Yeah, follow, I'll follow Noan's lead on this one. Yeah. I will, too. And um, Adri, she looks at you and says, rise, my daughter. I will. And come forward. I will slowly. Um, and as you come forward, she smiles and you notice that, you know, where she should have um, incisors, she actually has fangs. And she says, my daughter, I have become displeased with the status quo here in Kaharst. How do you mean, my lady? 
this, and she gestures to the phylactery. It has become too easy for my children to determine who should rule them. I wish for this to be gone. And here you arrive just in time to aid me. Now, here is my bargain. Out in the hallway, and all of a sudden you can just, you know, it's like the sound just kind of, someone turns the volume knob up just a little bit. You can just hear the sound of people banging on the door. Out in the hallway are roughly 50 drow guards that would like nothing more than to rip you all from limb to limb. And that would please me as well. However, what would please me more is for this box to be gone. So my bargain to you is, if you accept my offer, I will take you and the phylactery and spirit you out of the building. In return, you will all carry my mark upon you. And at some point in the future, when I deem it entertaining to me, I will call in that mark. And something that you are trying to do will not happen correctly. Or maybe something you are trying not to do will happen anyways. And she smiles with her fang smile very winningly and says, What do you say? Is it my mark or certain death? Is it the mark for all of us or could it just be for me? Each carried individually. I'll kind of look over to the rest of the party. I don't want to make a unilateral decision. What would the mark look like? Oh, only I could ever see <laughs> worrying, it. Worrying about aesthetics here. <laughs> no one mouths, Mark, Mark, Mark. <laughs> yeah, it seems like we're trading the future for the future, which is a weird bargain but, but, but maybe you know more future us's problem instead of like near future us's problem and maybe there's a way to get the mark removed this is true yeah. Lolth calls it in and we get the mark removed Do I, I mean presumably religious... this is a conversation happening within our heads because yeah. <laughs> Do we don't want to be talking about removing well, sure the mark. Well, she can read our oh, minds, yeah, so we'll, I'm just saying yeah. mark, mark, and, mark. And, and she does seem to be delighted by the conundrum in which you are in. And you get the feeling, Adri, obviously knowing the Queen of Spiders, the, the Mistress of Darkness, that uh, she would probably be even more delighted if the phylactery was gone and there was more chaos in the selection of who is High Priestess. Do I have any we accept. Do I have any religious leanings towards remove uh refusing the mark of extraplanar beings guess um, we'll find out you, you don't feel that there'd be any sort of prohibition against yeah. it it's just a really it's just not stupid like you're idea. swearing fealty to her it's just a really stupid idea yes better than getting hunted by the entire city and let's face it throughout the entire course of this podcast you guys have all been about doing really stupid ideas so so do you all accept her mark? Yes. Yes. And I don't think we have a choice. Basically, just as soon as you say yes, all of a sudden you find yourself out in the crowd in, in front of the house next to a statue. And Arlen? 
Yes. You find yourself holding the phylactery. Oh, cool. I'm going to, like, immediately cast seeming. Um, well, you're out in the middle of the crowd in front yeah. of everybody. You might want to, like... Great. I'm going to do it. Okay. And boom. I mean, if we're in a crowd, it might not be terribly obvious. Um, no, I didn't expect be... the dumb idea to happen so quickly. Okay. I'm thinking we should wait until we get out of the square, at least, so that they don't... that people don't... Because they probably don't immediately know that it's the group of overworlders out trying to steal the thing. But they will know, hey, later... I remember those overworlders who I now know are responsible for taking the item. They turned into Isn't this, this, this description right in front of me. In this case, Isn't this think... the statue that my sister was going to be at? Yes. Yeah. And something to consider is the drow despise weakness and, and revere strength. I don't think this thirteen, uh, this this house would be so quick to say, "Hey, a bunch of overlanders just came in and stole our sacred item." I'm gonna open up the the bag of holding and be like, well, you, "You don't you don't have a bag of holding." You said we had. Oh, geez, okay. The sister has a bag of holding. You need to find her first. I have a ha handy haversack anyway. No, you don't have that. All you have is your armor and oh, weapons. No, like yeah. when we get it. Yeah, yeah. Once once you get it, then you'll all have your bags. But you need to find the sister first. Okay. Um. Well, I'll I'll immediately start looking for. Her. Okay, give me a investigation check. This with advantage because you know what your sister looks like. Fifteen. Okay, no problem. Yeah, you see her just on the opposite side of the statue where she said she'd be. So, are you going to casually mosey over there? As casually as possible while also moving quickly. Okay. Um, give me a uh, performance check, but whoever is the most performance-oriented person here. Not me. <laughs> I have a three. I Whoever's got that charisma at that point. I also have a three. Okay, figure out which one of the two is rolling. I'll, I'll roll. Okay. I'm going to use Tides of Chaos. Okay. And we blow up the square. That's not a good look. I got a five. Total? Okay. I rolled a two. Even with Tides. What'd you, what was your other roll? A four. I'm just adding more dead bodies to the pile of failure. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you guys go moseying over there and in what you hope is a... Um, a convincing uh, nonchalant nature. Um, it's just a conga line. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and um, you get over to your sister there, Adri, and she has all of your stuff there. And she says, what are you doing? Everybody's looking at you. And um, what can you do to get us out? She turns to you, turns, looks around and says, follow me and run. And uh, that seems nice and sneaky yeah well you also hear the sound of like the gates opening at the top of the uh the house there like they've opened the the main doors so um you may have reason to want to run okay so you, and you guys take off there and um arlen are you going to cast your seeming spell as you go around the corner yeah how long does that take to cast one action okay good so you guys go around the corner and he turns you all into drow 
Um, and um, Including Adri. So she'll be even more drow. And um, everybody roll for me or... Yeah, everyone give me a stealth can, roll. Can that include, can you also make my sister look different? Yes. What okay. roll? Uh, so let's make a stealth roll. And remember, you get plus 10 because uh, yes. you still have your uh, Pass Without a Trace going. 21. Arlen? 37. 30 for me. 22. 27. And 17 for um, for Cranty. She's not terribly skilled in this. But that is more than enough. You guys basically go around the corner and just immediately blend in with a crowd of people that are there and the, all of a sudden these guards just go stomping by running in all directions and once they're out of earshot uh Karanti squeezes your hand adri and she says follow me and she kind of just goes down this alleyway between several of the buildings and there's a crate on the ground in the back like there's a bunch of litter there and she lifts the lid on the crate and she steps into it and she starts walking down. And you realize it covers a set of stairs. Cool. All right, we'll follow her. Very good. And that's where we're gonna stop today. Dungeon Master's Notes. Okay, well, this one wasn't my fault. Uh, and what is it about this party and skills challenges? It's uh, just kind of mind-boggling. Um, I thought they were off to a good start, uh, 22 and a 30 to start with, and then it just went all downhill after that. Um, and it was a hard one. Actually, it wasn't even a hard one. It was kind of a medium hard one. The the hard DC is 20, the medium's 15, and I made this one 18 uh, because at this level, our party members tend to have a lot of plus 7, plus 8, plus 9s to their ability scores, so they should be able to do this. But then they rolled a 12, a 10, a 9, a 16, and a 10. And even if I made it a 15, a medium difficulty, they still would have gotten 4 out of 5 losses there in the first round. And to make matters even worse, they had Pass Without a Trace on. So every other skill, somebody could have used Stealth and got an automatic plus 10. I don't know why no one thought of that. So like I said, this one wasn't my fault. <laughs> but anyways, so the party uh, made it all the way into there, um, uh, though not maybe the way they wanted to. And they run into the Demon Queen of Spiders, who laid her mark on them. So nothing bad can happen from that, right? Well, to find out, we'll have to wait for the next episode. Until then, let us know what you think. Rate us wherever you get your podcasts. Email us at relicofthepastpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us at Relic of the Past on Twitter and Relic of the Past Podcast on Facebook. Articles and artwork are available at poolmedia.podbean.com. And thank you for playing in the world that lives inside my head. <laughs>